Great to have you along for, uh, for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott is the guy I turn to all the time when it comes to military things going on globally, when it comes to what's happening with our military in this country. He's, of course, the boss over at the Warrior Defense Project, where he looks out for veterans and those still who are active military who might be getting, you know, the wrong end of the law. Uh, Jeff, it's good to see you. I appreciate you coming on. My pleasure. So I'm watching what's going on in Israel, and I'm completely confused because... I can't tell, and but by the way, there's no reason for bringing terrorism like this and killing a thousand people. None. So I'm not trying to give a, a legitimate reason. I'm trying to get into the mind of those who are terrorists, something that you've written about, and trying to figure out what they think they were doing. Jeff, was this about Israel trying to find peace with Saudi Arabia? Was this about Israel just ending a Jewish holiday? Was this just about terrorism? What was this? Well, it's about their charter. Hamas in the charter says, we want to kill you all. So their timing, of course, was probably... In my opinion, it was instigated, obviously, by the Iranians who pulled the trigger, but they've been building this for a very long time, and I think probably the connection that was building between Saudi Arabia wanting to join the Abraham Accords was clearly an impetus for uh, the Iranians to disrupt that process, and that's what we saw. Iran is, is Shia. Um, I believe Saudi Arabia is Sunni. Is that a problem? Is that an issue between them? Uh, they, they hate each other to a degree, but they hate uh, the Israelis and us more. So there you go. So they're going to they're going to do whatever they can and whatever tools they have to uh, pursue their greater enemy, which is the Israelis and, and the Americans. It's like Hamas and Hezbollah getting along where normally they wouldn't. No, that's right. OK, so let's talk about uh, Iran specifically, the largest state sponsor of, of terrorism. That's known. That's not me making it up. Uh, we just freed up six billion dollars of their money where our administration says they haven't touched a dollar of it. It's all good. It's still in Qatar, which I'm not so sure that it is. But. That money is fungible, right, Jeff? I mean, if you're going to sponsor a bunch of terrorism, you know you've got $6 billion coming in that was frozen in South Korea. You can now use that money for whatever you want it for. And the Iranian leader literally said, we'll use it for whatever we want. Does this administration have any leg to stand on when they say Iran will not use that for terrorism? No, of course not. And In fact, they're, the administration, all Democrat administrations, all Republican administrations, they say that Iran is a state sponsor of terrorism. Why would you give them a penny for anything? You know, that's your that's your premise right there. So uh, the money's in Qatar and they not just the six million, but they have released the Biden administration has let up on sanctions that have uh, allowed the Iranians to fill their coffers with millions and billions of dollars in the last three years. And so they're funding this operation. And there's no question about that. But the Biden administration today, when President Biden didn't say he's going to pull back the six billion or try to recoup it. I mean, I was I was absolutely flabbergasted that he would still allow this to go through. Uh, they are a state sponsor of terrorism. What part of terrorism do you not understand? You don't give money to terrorist states. John Kerry appears to be the, the, the tip of the spear here. Do you have any idea why he's got such love for Iran or want to get along with Iran? I don't get it. You know, it, it, they, I don't get a lot of things these days. They're denying objective reality uh, to even enter into a peace deal with the Obama-Biden administration and try to, you know, negotiate a, a settlement for nuclear weapons. I mean, they're living in a never, never world. It's not the world of reality. The world of reality is that these are uh, vicious enemies that must be dealt with. You can't wish them away. And the Israelis, of course, have tried to wish this away for many years. Part of the problem is, of course, as you know, if I can just di divert for a second, is Please. Gaza is a very small area, but it actually used to be part of Egypt. So in the 73 war, when the Israelis uh, took over that territory and all the Sinai Peninsula, uh, they gave it back to the Egyptians for peace. But the Egyptians said, OK, we're going to take back the Sinai, but we don't want Gaza. Y you take it. Uh, that was a 
drastic error on the part of the nation of Israel. They should have said, no, no, you've got Gaza. The reason the Egyptians didn't want Gaza is because it's loaded with Palestinians. So on the other side of Gaza is Egypt. So we're going to see in the, in, the, in the weeks and the months ahead that the Israelis are obviously going to level every building in the Gaza Strip. And people are going to have to go somewhere. That somewhere, a lot of people say, well, bring them to the United States, bring them here. No, you know, bring, ship them into Egypt and provide our humanitarian assistance to the innocents, the women and the children in Egypt. Yeah. But Moss has to be eradicated. But yes, there's a lot of innocent people that are going to be looking for a place to stay. The logical place is the other side of the border, Egypt. Yes. The same uh, culture, same language. That's the way they should go. Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott retired. He is the boss over at the, uh, the Warrior Defense Project. Go to law.stmarytexas.edu, uh, and you can find it uh, at that website. So, so let me ask you uh, about what you just said. Egypt said, we don't want it. You take it. Israel takes it. Decides in 2005 yep. to leave. We're not going to take This is yours now. You guys have, you, the so-called Palestinians, although you don't have a Palestine, um, you can have it. This is your place. And, by the way, have free elections. And they elected Hamas. As their government. So, Jeff, in retrospect, and I know you don't like to play Monday morning quarterback, but in, re- in retrospect, should Israel not have left? Well, they should not. They should have not allowed Egypt to slice that away because okay. West Bank was part of Jordan. Same scenario. The Jordanians don't want the Palestinians. That's why they cut them loose and said, this is the West Bank. No, that's Jordan. Uh, and again, when you're talking about you know a homeland for the Palestinians, and again, you can be pro-Palestine. You just can't be pro-murder and pro-rape and pro-slaughtering you know, people. Right. Uh, that's what upsets me. I don't mind if you're going to say, well, I'm pro-Palestine. They need to have a state. Uh, I can solve this problem in five minutes. The state, you carve out a big chunk of land in Egypt, carve out another chunk in Jordan, lots of land. Uh, let's form a state there, and then they're going to have to live under the civilized rules that the rest of nation states have to live under. It, it seems pretty simple. It does. But then again, Bill Clinton, who wanted his legacy to be that he solved the Middle East peace problem, offered 97 percent to Yasser Arafat, who said no. Yeah. So it seems to me, Jeff, and tell me if I'm wrong here, the Palestinians only want the death of Israel. And Israel is cool with a two-state uh, solution. Did I miss something? No, no, that's I mean, that's what the charter says. We want to kill you all and uh, and drive you into the sea and take over the land because it used to be our land. Well, the starting point under international law is the United Nations. Israel has a little card at the UN that says Israel. They have the right to exist. So I don't care who used to own the land, but if you go back far enough, the Jebusites used to own the land. The Hebrews conquered them, and the Greeks occupied them, and the Romans occupied them. So it depends on how far you want to go back, who's the crusader and who's not the crusader, but that's irrelevant in my mind. Today is where you got to take, you know, is, is where we start from, and that is... They have the right to exist as a nation state. They're recognized as a nation state. That is their land. As a military guy who always worked for good versus evil, when you see some members of our Congress coming at the squad specifically and some others, pro-Palestine, pro-Hamas, let's, let's, uh, let's de-escalate after a 1,000 Israelis were killed. Now we should de-escalate and not have a response. What do you think? As somebody who put his life on the line for this country, for freedom and liberty, when you see that, it's got to blow your mind. Well, it, it does. We saw the same phenomenon after 9-11. Uh, there were voices that said, no, too many people will die. Too many people have died. You don't need to go attack the Taliban and, and go after these people. And, you know, but, but that's, again, it's not just a, a, a right to defend yourself. It's a responsibility. And uh, Hamas 
the Israelis have bent over backward to give everything that they possibly can to the Palestinian people in terms of sovereignty, self-government, and this is how they're repaid by slaughter. So, you know, they've reached the point now where they have to eradicate Hamas off the face of the earth, as President Trump did with ISIS. Um, and the civilian casualties, again, my solution is we need to negotiate right now with Egypt to set up refugee camps for the, you know, the tens and thousands of innocent women and children that are going to be driven out of the Gaza Strip. That's the place for them to go. Let the Egyptians take responsibility for what used to be Egypt and get involved in trying to, uh, you know, to to make this as pain, painless as possible because war is is brutal. It's deadly. It's ugly. And we don't want to see a lot of innocent civilian casualties, whether they're Israelis or whether they're Arabs. Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott always uh, has his finger on the pulse of what's going on. Uh, as we're watching this unfold, we're hearing rumors that the Taliban's asking Iran, hey, can we go through your territory to go kill some Israelis? We're hearing about some independent bombs coming in from Lebanon, some from Syria. Uh, it could be independent actors. It's probably not the state acting or else it would have been different. But it seems to me like the entirety of the region says, hey, it's open season on, on Israelis. Are you seeing that too? Yes, and that's why we're stepping up security here in San Antonio at the, at the synagogues. Um, and, and we should, because again, you know, the, the, the individuals that are inspired by radical Islamic extremism, that's what they want to do. In fact, just yesterday, I believe we apprehended someone on the terror watch list. It was an ISIS member from Syria and on his arm, he had tattooed the ISIS, you know, uh, caricature. Wow. Came into our country. That was just yesterday. So we've had hundreds of people on the terror watch list come across our border if we get into a conflict with Iran, I guarantee you we have Iranian, um, you know, assets that have come across the border that are here in all the major cities, and they will, uh, you know, follow orders from the Iranian regime to start conducting similar attacks on Americans with with whatever they can do. Well, we've got seven to eight million people here that we don't have any idea where they are, who they are, and how they got here. A lot of them are from the Middle East. We had uh, Ashley Moody on yesterday, who's the Attorney General from Florida. She says it's over 240 now. Um, on the terror watch list, we know we're in this country that, that are just, they just got away. They're in, um, how hard would it be for somebody to say, Hey, seven or 8 million people that are in the United States. Now let's do something coordinated to hurt the United States. It just appears to me that we have given them a free pass to come and do anything they want here. It's, 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 it's insane. I mean, the borders are, are about as secure as a screen door on a submarine. Right. And this, this contention by the Biden administration that, Oh, well, I can't do anything. Uh, yeah, you kind of can. You're the executive, you're the president of the United States, you can declare an emergency and shut the border down. President Trump did it under his existing authorities. Uh, you can do it. Oh, yes, we can, to, uh, to, to uh, recall an old chant from the, uh, the Obama-Biden administration. Exactly right. Uh, Jeff, when it comes to what we should do, what should our role be now in Israel's response? In other words, sending aircraft carriers over there. I think the Ford is on the way or there now. Um, what should we do, if anything? Do we just stay there and make sure that it's fair It's fair play? We make sure that Iran doesn't jump in? What, what is our role, if anything? Well, we've got to wait and see. I mean, but at a minimum, we need to continue to send them every single piece of military hardware we can. And in my opinion, we should be sending in special forces soldiers because we have American citizens that are being held hostage. We have a responsibility to go in and get them ourselves and not rely on another nation, Israel, to try to get them. They're Americans, and we have to make it very clear that anybody that kidnaps Americans, there's a heavy price to be paid. I'd like to see a military strike by our forces to free our hostages on the ground 
but I don't think this administration is going to do that. It's, it, I mean, to me, the, the administration's response has been Joe Biden is done for the day by noon every day. W- what do you think of the response so far? To me, it seems lackluster, if, if even that. Well, I would expect a president in time of war with one of our closest allies and someone that we're, you know, we've been tied to the hip to for many, many years uh, to address the American people, take, take questions and answers for about two hours uh, to look at all the things that we're talking about, what they're going to do with the Egyptians, what they're going to do with the refugees, to try to think outside the box, lean forward in the saddle. No, we haven't seen that from this administration, and that's that's not a secret. Uh, the president obviously is, uh, uh, let me just put it this way, very guarded and uh, and guarded in what he does say and what he doesn't say. Yeah, no, they, they put a lid on him, and I've never heard the term lid before this president, I'll be honest with you. But he doesn't do anything after 11, 30, 12 o'clock. Um, and when he does come out, he came out today and he made a short speech, didn't take any questions, walked away, shuffled away a little bit, seemed extremely weak. But when his his um, uh, mouthpieces are asked about all this, the $6 billion, they won't specifically say they'll refreeze it. Uh, when, when they're asked about what our response should be, when they're asked about how many Americans are dead, you're getting very, very weird answers. It's very strange. When it comes to Ukraine, everybody from Biden on down will say, we're there for as long as it takes. So some reporters have said, so are we now going to be with Israel for as long as it takes? They won't say it. Jeff, what's the game here? Why won't they say that? It's simple to say it. Well, it used to be, if you, if you look at history, 50, 60 years ago, you had a lot of anti-Semitism coming from quote-unquote conservatives. Today, the anti-Semitism is not coming from the conservatives. They're embracing Israel. It's from the far left, and it's, it's the darndest thing I've ever seen. Um, you know, liberals, and I consider myself a liberal in the classic sense of tolerance. I'm tolerant to anybody. Yeah. Um, and, and also in freedom of speech, freedom of religion, protecting those very critical things. But... Some individuals on on the other political spectrum, um, they support Hamas, and Hamas is an organization that's against the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, women's rights. You name it, they're on the other side. It, it, Jeb, it blew my mind. I saw a picture yesterday with a bunch of people saying LGBTQ for for Palestine. Well, go there and tell them that. Go there and tell them that you're gay, and let's see how that works out. They just Do they just not understand? Have they been filled with indoctrination that they don't get who it is that we're dealing with here? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a phenomenon that we live in the, the most open society in terms of information, availability, and you can be totally brainwashed. You expect it in North Korea, but you don't expect it in a society that, you know, prides itself on, on free speaking right. and free thinking uh, and critical thinking. I mean, let's just do some critical thinking. I, I, I heard the other day, another side note, that the Biden administration is still clinging to this climate crisis is more of a threat than a nuclear war. What? It's existential Jeff, it's it, we're gonna gonna end our existence in a hundred years, but let's not worry about Iran getting a nuke. I mean, the whole thing is mind-boggling. It is. It's Jeffrey Atticott, Lieutenant Colonel, retired. He is the boss over the Warrior Defense Project. Jeff, what's the latest book that you've got out? Uh, the latest book is uh, Union Terror, which covers uh, war crimes against Southern civilians. Uh, not as bad as what Hamas is doing, but uh, in many cases, very horrendous. What the Lincoln administration did to innocent Southern civilians. And I dispel all the justifications that they use to do these things. Gotcha. All right. Let's uh, one last question. Do me a favor. Help me understand how the top two intelligence agencies on the planet, one would say, in the United States and Israel had no idea this was going to happen. Yeah, this is this tells you this tells me one thing. This was well planned. And our enemies have learned how to get around our intelligence gathering systems 
And therefore, that tells me Iran has a big hand in well, I was going to ask you, is Hamas, are they uh, are able, do they have the capability to do what we just saw without anybody knowing it? I don't think so. They would need some, uh, they need a, the help of a nation state that was very sophisticated to plan this. And it took more than a couple of weeks. This has been in the planning for months and months and months. And I see the fingerprints of Iran all over this. Um, and yet, again, this administration says we see no direct evidence. Uh, you know, but what about the indirect evidence? It's yeah. overwhelming. It is. It's Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott. I appreciate everything you do, Jeff. Thanks for popping on today. As this conflict continues and as strategy becomes known and obvious, let's let's get together again if we could. My pleasure. Appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. We appreciate uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott coming on. Season of Pop Culture. We've got time for that. Dirty pop. By the way, Lieutenant Colonel and also um, Robert Sherman will be up on Rumble tonight. Pull what you got. So, Olympic gold winning gymnast Mary Lou Retton is in the hospital. I don't know if you had seen this. Her daughter posted that she's uh, in an ICU fighting for her life. Dealing with uh, a rare form of uh, pneumonia. You know, I saw I saw her trending on on X. I didn't know why she's got pneumonia. What is she like? Fifty? Uh, Fifty-five. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we we certainly hope she pulls through. But she brought America together big time. Was it nineteen eighty four? I think eighty four. It was. But she uh, won all those gold medals. You're right. Definitely right. Sam, do you even know who that is? Yeah, I think so. A uh, very famous gymnast. I hope that she pulls through. We'll certainly pray for her. All right, that is Polo. That is Sam. That is Carrie. I'm Joe. We're back tomorrow. We've got a lot more coming your way. We'll monitor what's going on. Check out the Come On videos on Instagram, Joe Talk Show, on YouTube, Joe Talk Show, and on TikTok, Joe Pags. Have a great night. we got to go for now. Uh, again, those interviews that you heard earlier on tonight, you'll see the videos of them up on Rumble later on tonight. We'll make sure we put it up everywhere. Have a great night. Bye. This is the Joe Pags Show.